Hey there, sweet peas. Welcome back to Friendless, the only show that tries to teach you how to be a better friend while I lose every friend I have. I'm your host, James Evermako, back once again with a very special episode. Making her triumphant return to the show once more, I have by day therapist, by night stand-up comedian, when the spirit moves her, and through all of that, my girlfriend, Sarah Jean. We're talking all kinds of fun stuff, so buckle up, lean back, get comfy, set your volume at a reasonable level, and enjoy my interview with the one and only Sarah Jean here on Friendless. All right, Sarah, before we really get into this interview, let's do a couple <laughs> little anxious, <laughs> just do a little, do what, what do we call it? Fawn in the forest. Shake a deer. Just, just, shake, just, just shake that deer out. There we go. Once again, Sarah Jean, welcome back to the show. Hi. How you doing? Good. I'm really good. We just had a really nice dinner. Mm-hmm. Nice little walk in the rain. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. Absolutely. Well, and thank you. I just want to say right at the top, thank you so much for jumping in. I had uh, done a block of interviews and I'd had my batch ready to go and I've been supplementing that with my, my book, but I am now currently out of interviews <laughs> and i um have been just too busy to book new ones because i got this new job and so i'm deeply deeply grateful for you just diving in last minute and doing this with me so so thank you for that yeah it's our date night <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> so um why don't we start with a little bit of a we, we kind of we've mapped out a couple sections for for the episode but um where where i thought we could start is a little bit of like a state of the union a little a little check-in of like since you were last on the show what have you been up to how's your life mm, my life is so good um does that sound cocky i just feel like life is going really well um since i last spoke so i came on we had been dating for a couple of months um now we're closer to a year mm-hmm. Um, since then I have gone fully private practice, um, with my therapy practice. So I was working for a really wonderful group downtown. Um, but I've decided to go fully out on my own. So I'm, yeah, I'm just out making your way downtown (laughs) and a bit fast. Yeah. Does anyone know the lyrics to that song? Oh, I know every word. Oh, okay. So you were just, you were just. Um, supporting you masking (laughs) (laughs) mirroring mirroring Mirroring, that's right that's right yeah (laughs) well could you please sing that that verse making my way downtown walking fast faces passing them homebound man i i see i was always under the assumption that that was one of those songs that anybody everybody just knew the melody but no one actually learned the lyrics to it no, see, I'm too into karaoke to not know the words to things mm. like that. Do you have any songs off the top of your head that you like? You were so convinced you knew the lyrics to, and then you actually found out what they were saying, and you were like way off base. Yeah, I think "Panic at the Disco." I write sins on tragedies. Oh wow! I was okay. like convinced I knew the words. I don't know the words to that song. <laughs> <laughs> my my go to one was always. Um, I used to think it was you should be all right now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was I was way off, way wrong. off on that one. Yeah, big wrong. Or um, the other one was no diggity. I used to think it was, I liked it when you worked here. No <laughs> diggity. <laughs> the the 
forlorn song to the lost coworker. Well, because and and then the next line is, "I'll bet I'm about to bag it up." I I always had it in my head. It was like they were like grocery store bag people. Oh my god! And he was like singing about how much he liked it when she worked there. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was way off, off, <laughs> but cute. <laughs> so what did you think the what did you think the Patrick the Disco song was? I just so I, I'm remembering a karaoke moment where I like went up super confident thinking I could do it without the words because mm. that's my move like I love karaoke and it it's always a power move when you don't have to be looking at the screen so you can really be giving like full stage presence yes Mm-mm. <laughs> for for the for for the podcast listeners she's shaking her head right now <laughs> not a visual medium right 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 i remember what we're doing <laughs> yeah but you know it's absolutely incredible to me that you have stepped out as bravely as you have and as uh just passionately you have as you have into your private practice i'm 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 so floored uh a couple weeks ago you you had just gotten this new office and you had just started building clients and you're already you've really gotten the ball rolling and like it's you've been such an inspiration to me and to your friends and i just think it's incredible and i i i guess do you want to talk a little bit about like what precipitated this move and and how you're feeling in the stage that you're in well i mean i think i've built so much of my career around the goal of not having a boss Mm. just i think with the way my brain works and i don't have the best personality (laughs) 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 when it comes to like a team environment or you know like i just i've never thrived in workplaces especially um yeah, the sort of management perspective of it. I've always been really good at my jobs, but um, I really, w- the ultimate goal was always to be self-employed, mm-hmm. just to take away that factor, you know, of it just created so much burnout for me, you know, policies that I felt could be better, or just like me thinking I could do the job better than other people, even though it's like, I probably couldn't, but it took up a lot of brain space. Um, yeah, and it's, so, uh, and it's not like I'm working in isolation, like I have a supervisor that I pay privately, um, to talk cases with I'm in I'm in case consult groups to talk about um, stuff that's coming up and issues so I'm well supported by my community but it's not in that power hierarchy of like boss or employer Mm. well and that's what's so um, amazing to see uh, from sort of an outsider perspective has been um, the community that you have built around yourself Mm. and and not only just you know the, the 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 people in the professional community, but also your friends. And um, one thing that was really special was a couple of week, like, weeks ago, you kind of hosted like a little celebratory kind of first day of yeah. you know first day of being on um, freelance on, you know, yeah. on your own. Yeah, I was like freelance, but that's not what it is. But um, and it was really special getting to he- kind of hear other people's perspectives on what it means to be doing what you're doing you know mm. and um i i guess i'm wondering how did it feel for you because like I, for for me observing it it was so inspirational and it was so like empowering and it felt like i'm watching someone who i love do exactly what they're supposed to be doing mm. and that's so exciting and it's just such a powerful moment in life to like yeah to get to see in person someone doing what they're supposed to be that's really sweet no that's so sweet and that that party was a bit of a a stretch for me Mm. i i struggled to celebrate myself and i think um 
it's something I want to encourage more people in my life to do, which is, you know, kind of, I curated a, a small group cause I was really worried about n- noise levels and, you know, like it was a weeknight and, and well, I, and it turned out to be like, we found out real quick that that is not a party venue. Yeah. It's like, it's not even a therapy venue. <laughs> yeah. That office didn't work out. That office didn't work out very well, but it was great, um, for that opportunity to gather briefly and share my story, you know, and, and it's so weird. Cause like, I always think like, who the fuck cares what I have to say? Um, as I sit here on a podcast, but, um, I, mean, I, I, I do. Well, that's I, nice. Lots of people do. But it it was actually nice just in front of, you know, a handful of friends just to share my story of, you know, theater school to working in insurance to volunteering to applying to grad school to years of prereqs to the whole master's to, the, you know, like everywhere that led me and then my job. And so just to be in a space where it's just like I'm renting, clients show up and pay me. That's my income. I don't get a paycheck anymore. It's just like... <laughs> I work, I get paid. That's it. It's, it's scary, but it, it, to have a community of people behind me that I've worked really hard to, to foster and, and build was really special. So thank you for celebrating that with mm-hmm. me. Oh, it was the best. It was the best. It was such an honor to be a part of it. And it really, it left me feeling really charged up and wanting mm-hmm. to like follow suit, you know? Mm-hmm. I, of course, went the exact opposite way and then just got, like, the most office job I've ever had. Oh, my God. Have you talked about your new job on the podcast at all? Not really. I think I've kind of alluded to that, like, I'm, I'm like, more financially secure than I've ever been, but also, like, the most adult job I've ever had. So I'm having yeah, a little bit of a... boy. Yeah, I'm kind of having an identity crisis a little bit, like... And and it, I think one of my biggest problems is that, is that I love my job. Is that well, like, I mean, I'm you're so excited. It's teaching and content creation. Like yeah. it's right up your alley. It's just funny that it's in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's it's such a great fit though. The team sounds amazing too. Yeah, yeah, it's been an absolute blast. It's been it's just it's just such a big pivot, and there's like so much responsibility, and it's a it's so structured. Which mm-hmm. like for so long I thought I don't I don't want this. I've got to be loosey goosey. I'm an artist. I've got to cater to my whims and then it's like no you're gonna be there 6 a.m to 2 p.m every day you know and 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 i haven't seen you this well in a while <laughs> this is just it this is just it is that it's like oh i should have done this years ago like like i fully support and endorse every single person who's mm-hmm. quiet or loud quitting i don't care just get the fuck out of anywhere you shouldn't be and i understand the resistance to you know I don't want to call it, it's not corporate, but like, you know, just that structured office type. Jobby job. Job, jobby job, exactly. But for me, oh. Yeah, you've been boy. so happy. Yeah, it's really, it's it's changed my life, you mm-hmm. know? So so it's, you know, it's just funny to have come from your, from your party about celebrating your sort of like uh, business autonomy, you, you know? Um, and me being like, yeah, I'm going to get the most jobby job I've ever had out of that. <laughs> But but it's been you know yeah it's uh, it things are things are really what is it you you always say you know everything always works out right everything always works out that's my <laughs> manifest mantra <laughs> I love it I love it yeah everything always works out for us um so one of the things we wanted to to sort of like bridge into the next kind of thing that we were going to talk about we we had sort of batted around some ideas of what we wanted to talk about because we didn't want to keep it just like a stagnant like just a chat so. Um, yeah, we're coming up on 10 months dating and, um, we, 
we both follow this TikTok account called Therapy Jeff. And Who doesn't follow Therapy Jeff? Well, I was going to say, yeah, which if you're he's on TikTok, the cutest. he's the best. I love his, I love how he's always like, take your honey and you take know, your like, sweetie. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I mean, talking about therapist, social media stuff is a bigger topic, but mm. like he's one of the therapy accounts that I'm really like, no, this is just great fodder. Mm-hmm. It's not making these declarative statements about anything. Or I don't know the statements he does make. I, I agree with, so maybe that's what it is. But it just—he seems like one of the healthier, more uh, spreading more positive, more good than some of the other online therapy stuff I see. Well, and th- that's the thing. And so, so just just to quickly finish my thought, I just wanted to <laughs> say. So we're gonna we're gonna we, we actually found a post that uh, you you found this post that had like ten questions to ask your sweetie and uh, for like a relationship check in. We're not gonna do the whole thing. We we chose a couple of the good ones, but uh, so we're gonna go through some of those. But I wanted to double back to what you said because that is absolutely one of the reasons I really like him is that so much of the therapy, social media, self-help social media, mental health social media is framed around prescriptive answers and it's Mm -hmm. framed around like do this and this will and it's like what I like about him and that type of content is that it's like more about asking the questions rather than giving the answers and I think that that's really for me personally that's what I need you know I went to therapy thinking I wanted the answers when really what I realized is I wasn't asking the right questions. What does Rilke say? Live the question? Living Mm, in the question? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right. That's beautiful. That's exactly right. That's that's as if you you just casually drop in (laughs) Rilke over here. Come on. (laughs) I just read that Letters to a Young Poet. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful book. And I just, yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. I just, I'm just like, sorry, my heart just went pitter patter when you were like, what is it Rilke said? Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What did he say? Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's exactly right. Live the question, you know, and, and so much of social media is built around answers Mm -hmm. and you know, no one, you know, (laughs) this is so, bit contradictory but it's like no one has the answer so quit it well no and i mean uh, yeah uh, of course so many people are seeking that mm-hmm. you know it's it's a hard part of my job sometimes is like people want the answers mm-hmm. but what you know what you meet buddha on the hill kill the buddha mm. like it would be probably be a bad thing if i had all the answers for how everyone should live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's cults. I think that's where cults come in. Well, that's exactly right. That's literally exactly <laughs> right. You know, that's that's how scams turn into cults. You know, it's that's that's those are the building blocks. It's yeah. like, yeah, come follow me. I got them all. I got it all I for got you. I got the answers. My name's Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good Lord. I was just learning about Christian identity. What is it called? Like, it's like christian identity is identifism or something like that anyway it's the like super super white supremacist Christianity. oh woof, yeah woof, yeah woof, big woof. woof um so why don't we dive into the first question and see what we come up with and sure um i i think i'll caveat this with the audience and probably just a gentle reminder to myself that we're going to do our best to soft hand these questions we're not going to do like a full-scale like couples therapy session <laughs> in public so I'm going to do my best not to go to the dark impulses, which I have been known to in the past. So (laughs) Um, question number the first, what freaks you out about getting super close and how could I make you feel more at ease? Hmm. I think the scariest thing to me about um, our relationship in particular, because our relationship is probably like, I don't know, the most secure, 
safest, healthiest relationship that I've had in a long time, for sure. Um, I think what freaks me out is like, I love our relationship and I, I want to continue. Let's confirm right now. We're not breaking up on this podcast. No, 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 no. I uh, mean, well, it's not over yet, but like, <laughs> as, as we stand at the 15 minute mark, we're not breaking up. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good check. Um, but I, you know, I've actually been in quite a few, um, not back to back by any means, but like quite a few relationships in my adult life. Um, and so I think something that freaks me out about our relationship is like, not wanting to lose that sense of self or like lose that autonomy or lose that independence, Mm -hmm. um, which would be a me problem. It's certainly nothing that you would ever ask of me. You really support me taking time and space and, and all of that. But I think there's something about like building intimacy that's actually like safe and calm and secure and, and consistent that's actually like really freaky for someone who hasn't experienced that before. I'm more used to a little bit more chaos. Sure. Um, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm with you entirely. It's that funny push pull. It's often, you know, it, it's that interesting, like um, hermetic concept of like, of like, like the saying is like as above, so below, mm-hmm. or it's like the one in the all thing. How like, any singular thing could represent everything and everything represents any singular thing. And I'm constantly coming back to this idea of like, anytime you want something, you really should kind of like go the opposite direction Mm. in that like, but, but that doesn't always mean like run away from it. What I mean is that it's like often we're kind of coming at it from the right, wrong angle, you know? And with intimacy, it's like, I think the impulse is to become like so deeply enmeshed because you become so intoxicated Mm. by the other person and like just their presence makes you so happy and excited. So you want to get really like connected, but like that's how people end up 10 years in and they're like, who the fuck am I? You know? And, and so I think it's so important while building intimacy to maintain your identity and, it's not about being rigid. It's not about being like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. But it's about figuring out where are my borders and where is that, where's there a gate in that, you know, where's there a border mm-hmm. crossing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and where is it a wall, right? You know, and, and kind of that push-pull navigation, right? So how can I make you feel more at ease when you're afraid of that? That's that's an interesting caveat on that question because I, I think that's one of the biggest sort of processes that I'm going through right now is that I've realized how little I've genuinely known my actual self throughout Mm. my adult life. Um, You know, we were talking earlier today about some childhood memories and about some stuff that I've been through and, and really recognizing that like, you know, I didn't figure out who I was. I wasn't really like allowed to figure out who I was until I left. Home. home and went out to university but then in university i was then like creating personas and i was mm. like a compulsive liar and i was just creating characters of my of who i wanted to be and i was just p- playing pretend over and over again sort of like trying out masks and seeing what people liked mm. and so that's not figuring out who i was and then i got into a really big long intense relationship and became very enmeshed and so like i'm only really now over the last, you know, two, year and a half, two years, really 
finally diving into the question of like who the fuck am i actually completely unmasked and completely honest and so i think i'm personally still figuring those answers Mm -hmm. out i don't think i have those answers um i think that what i can what i'll sort of continually ask of you and i think i would recommend of everyone is just like tolerance and patience Mm. right you know and like and just saying it staying as soft as possible (laughs) you know yeah right well it sounds like too like because this would be my answer is like just that continued like explicit permission and encouragement yes of like even today we we were coming to hang out and i was feeling a little antsy and feeling like i maybe wanted to be more social and you were like well if you need to go hang out with people tonight, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We had plans, but if like your need is that and no, I, it was okay. And I did what I needed to do. But, um, yeah, that explicit permission of like, if, when you're listening to yourself and letting that speak, mm-hmm. like, I want to hear that. Especially when it was like, cause it was like, I was in that moment. I was trying to be like, I don't want to go out. That's not going to change. I'm not going. Totally. But, that doesn't mean that should stop you, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that's one of those roadblocks that a lot of couples hit. And I know I've hit in the past where it's like, I want to do something, but they don't. So I'm not going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just one of those little tiny paper cuts that leads to the mountain of resentments eventually, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's like, it's small in the moment, but it, they build, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, yeah, if you want to go up, fuck it, who cares? I'll be here. See you tomorrow. You know? Exactly. Right. Um, how about you? What are what are some things like? How do you think I could make you feel more at ease with your, you know, <laughs> squirreliness? <or laughs> <laughs> My fear of intimacy. Um, I think I think keep doing what you're doing when you say no or when you say I don't want to go out, and you can absolutely do that if that's what you need. Like I think you holding your boundaries and you saying your truth gives me permission to do mine and vice versa. So I feel the most at ease when you're being clear and honest and direct about what you want and need or what your limits are. And we don't stick the landing on that all the time, but I find that really comforting. Well, boundaries, boundaries are such a hard thing to navigate for me. I don't know if for, for everyone, I don't want to speak for everyone. But I know for me, boundaries are so hard because I'm, I've been so conditioned to be, pleasing mm-hmm. to whoever I'm like trying to ingratiate myself to right and to really fawn and to really sort of like fold right and so to then be like oh no actually I have agency and ownership of my experience and mm-hmm. I want this and I don't want this and so holding true to that without being so wishy-washy of like you know we've been really navigating the whole thing about like you know there's this really common experience right now that I've been seeing a lot repeated and reading a lot about about like men who are very like non-committal you know they're like hey do you want to go out and then it puts the mental load on the person they're asking mm. out to like make the plan and make the decisions and pick the restaurant pick the, exactly the time and the day and the this and, the, and it's like if you want something like make a direct ask for that thing don't ask around it and make mm. the other person decide just say like would you like to go to dinner at this place at this time? And then give them the room to like navigate what works for them. 
you know, mm-hmm. rather than leaving it so fully open ended that they just make all the choices, <laughs> you know, like like give them an option and then let them adjust. Right? Yeah. I want to go for food, but I don't want sushi. Exactly. Exa- well, and that's just it, too. I think I think one thing I know for myself and I was just hearing this recently in a podcast I was listening to where it was like, um, you know, a lot of people this was framed as like a lot of men. But I know a lot of people in general. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be so exclusionary. But, you know, a lot of people are really afraid of mistakes and failure and so they just don't try right and so because they're afraid if they're like would you like to go to sushi on thursday it'll just be a hard no Mm. so instead they just don't ask they just say when are you free you know um whereas like if you make that offer with the flexibility of adjustment of Mm -hmm. like well i don't want sushi but i am free thursday so why don't we go for thai you know like that's that's the way to navigate that right collaboration collaboration stop Collaborate and listen. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that one? No? (laughs) No. Because Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Anyway, that's my next karaoke song. There you go. Question number two. Are there any needs that you haven't brought up yet? And if so, what are they? Ooh. I mean, I'm sure there are. I'm needy. <laughs> I'm famous. No. I'm famously needy. And I say that I, needy in brackets, not derogatory. Not even a little bit. No, I just, I, I have a lot of needs. We all do. Everyone's needy. It's good. Yeah. I've been pretty clear from the start of our relationship on what mine are. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, what comes up? I think this isn't necessarily a need. Um in an explicit sense but i think um we have not been dating that long no um and although we've known each other for a long time not on an intimate level for many of those years Mm -hmm. when you were not in town so i don't i think my need is like i don't want to presume that we have it figured out that we know each other because we're always evolving and changing Mm -hmm. so i think my like my guess is more of a request is like staying curious, like about what that other person likes or wants or, you know, not, I don't want to fall into that place where it's like that comfortable complacency. Like, Oh, I don't want to invite him cause he hates loud music. It's like, but what if you did really want to go to a concert that night, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, this is how, this is how we start intimacy and that's just what we do now. And you fall like, I want to stay curious uh, I'm trying to keep it PG, but I want to stay curious. Like, um, yeah, that knowing that we're always changing. And so I guess my need is to like, not assume, you know, me yes, is yeah. sort of what I'm saying. Yeah. Does that sound silly? No, not even a little bit. And it's actually where my mind went with that question too, oh, is, no is like just maintaining that curiosity. Exactly. Literally as you were, you were coming to that thought, that's where my brain had gone is like just really staying yeah, to be repetitive, really staying curious and staying out of that complacency comfort, you know, because that's what ends up really happening is you you start to tell yourself, I, I know this person. And so this is already the answer. And that becomes very dehumanizing, you know, because that person no longer is a person to you. They're now just a collection of answers, mm. which doubles back to the everything we were talking about at the start about like keep asking questions and keep letting, you know, in this context, keep letting me 
be who I am in the moment rather than who I have been, mm-hmm. you know? Obviously, we have, you know, we can only have our experiences and mm-hmm. so use that as a frame of reference. But, like, you know, I think just maintaining that that engagement is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not sure if that is a needs needs. And I think we're, you know, like you say, you're right. It's, you know, 10 months is not in the context you know that long but it's also like it's enough to start to wobble if we're not mindful well and it's like because we're talking now like we've got it all figured out and then we'll be in a fight next week and then i'll look at this podcast in two years and be like oh we didn't fucking know anything Mm -hmm. like we had no idea what was coming you know like i don't presume that we have anything figured out but i do think that we have been incredibly intentional Mm -hmm. um in how we've built this relationship and we've been it, just extremely mindful and uh, communicative to a fault sometimes <laughs> how, sure. how much we sort of want to communicate and process um, and meta process like h- how we're approaching each other. And I think that's settling down the more we yeah. know each other. But um, no, I, I think we've been very thoughtful in how we've built this relationship. And actually, as they're sort of, you know, as we're partway through this, I think this is, it will be an interesting sort of time capsule totally. of what shifts, you yeah. know, a year from now. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the future, let's dive back into the past. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am a semi-professional interviewer. Perfect. Uh, question number three. Have any old childhood or relationship wounds been stirred up while we're together? Oh, therapy, Jeff. I mean, yeah. (laughs) 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 Next question. I'm a walking wound. (laughs) I'm open. I'm gushing. (laughs) I think I've described myself to you as um, a a sack of exposed nerves that have been duct taped together (laughs) loosely (laughs) and then thrown across sandpaper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Someone described my mental health once like living without my top layer of skin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Visceral and true. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah, like big, big time. I mean, I think th- this is my therapist hat, right? But like in any deep, intimate attachment, we're often replaying old patterns, um, family of origin patterns, what we've learned in relationship. And so... I, I don't think you can do deep intimacy without brushing on sort of some of that deeper wounding if you have it. And I know we both do. Yeah. Well, it's that tightrope walk too of like we're saying of like of of trying to stay curious in the moment while also recognizing that all we have is our experience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how how much do we draw from which bucket at any given time? is really gonna is really gonna inform a lot of our choices and and you know just today just this evening you know i was kind of we were sort of inadvertently digging we didn't really even mean to we just kind of got talking and then suddenly because of just our line of conversation we ended up talking about some pretty deep memories that i had that i hadn't even really thought about in a long time and 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 it it's it's interesting to come back to a memory like that these really formative Mm -hmm. you know pretty dark memories when when i say them out loud i hear them and i'm like oh shit that doesn't sound healthy at all um but like it's interesting to hear them (sighs) how do i say it it's like you know we tell our stories right and at different stages in our lives and different stages of the day we tell them different ways and they feel different in our bodies and in our mouths and and as i was telling you those stories um 
I was really struck by how heavy they remain and yet also like how differently they were coming into my body mm. you know and and i think a big part of a, a a great demonstration of a healthy relationship is being able to share these kinds of experiences um while also feeling safe in the moment you mm. know because um, i think sometimes i know for me i've inadvertently gotten into a frame where i think i'm safe to share a story and it's not that the other person is unsafe but it's that like we don't have as secure an attachment as i thought we did and so then i become really dysregulated because i realize i'm oversharing and i'm unsafe and but i can't stop because i'm in the mm. middle of the story and they're uncomfortable because now i'm telling them all this shit that they did not expect to be coming up and then it just becomes a mess right and 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 so I think it's actually been a really beautiful experience to be able to share some of those and 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 maintain a level of connection and stability through it. Yeah, like one foot safe in the present while we dip into the past. I mean, no, totally. I mean, I, I've done so, th so the same through my life, just like trauma dumping on people w in hopes of connection and in hopes of shared experience or, or of something. But, you know, but... Uh, the older I get, the less I'm sharing. Big time. It feels like a good shift for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. 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 Has that been an experience for you where it's like, I'm only going to be able to bond with somebody if I tell them my deepest, darkest secrets? And oh, for sure. And you trust me because I told you about what my mom did to me when I was 13. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, uh, especially if, like in the queer community and I think it, it's just it's heavy we're all carrying a lot and we're visited by a lot of of tough stuff and it can be easy i think for me to shift into the dark and the heavy and 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 use that to connect and i'm, I'm making a real active effort these days to try and connect from more joy or or fun or or play mm -hmm. i don't always yeah i don't always land it but um well it's like that thing about like um I don't know who said it or what the actual quote is, but it's something along the lines of like, every, keep in mind that every single person alive today is like two sentences away from a nervous breakdown. Oh, I think that was Rilke. <laughs> that was in the fourth letter to the young. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, um, I, yeah, totally though. But you know, right, you know, and so it's just like keeping in mind that like being alive is to be in pain, mm -hmm. you know, like life is suffering. And, and so... There's no one alive who doesn't carry the burden of life, you know, and, and just maintaining that. But also remembering that that is what breeds joy, too. So you don't have to stay in the weight and you don't have to stay in the shadow all the time. Mm -hmm. It's good to dip in. It's good to remember, you know, as Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent, once said, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was, you know, joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Wow. The sun wouldn't shine if it wasn't for rain you know that's beautiful yeah thank yeah. you for sharing yeah absolutely <laughs> i saw them live oh no way yeah yeah he was like three hours late it was great wow cardinal cardinal official opened for them and Fuck david yeah. banner oh my god it was an incredible show wow yeah anyway <laughs> question number four question number four are there any mistakes that you fear repeating from past past relationships um that you're afraid you're going to make with us. You answer first. 
good, good, good. You know, I think that that comes back to what we were talking about, the both the complacency, mm. the comfort, and then the the belief that you already know the answer. I think losing curiosity, you know, um, you know, I, <sighs> to spin away, but to spin back, like, you know, we talked about not sharing as much. And so I'm trying to be cautious around like, you know, I think I went through a period last year where I maybe kind of overstepped a few, a few share moments that I probably shouldn't have. So I'm trying to be a little bit more on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm trying to be a little more cautious around like, look, you know, there was stuff about my, my marriage that like, um, I know fucked up badly because we thought, how do I say it? It's like when you think you're in love, you get, comfortable and comfort breeds a complacency and complacency leads to a lack of interest and Mm. then you wake up one day and you're like i know everything about this person and yet they're a stranger to me you Mm. know and and then shit happens right and and so i think that what i'm really afraid of is getting too comfortable right um which is a funny tightrope walk to, mm-hmm. to to navigate because like i want to be comfortable and yet i don't want to be complacent and so i don't know how to trust one without the other right now and so i'm really worried about slipping up and not you know right like you don't want to be on tender hooks you don't want to like walk on eggshells and not well, relax that's just it that's the other side is that it's like i don't want to be always like what's you know but it's like i do want to I do want to stay, you know, I want to, I want to keep my edge, right? Yeah. You know, right? I don't want to get, I don't want to get fully soft, but I want to, you know, I want to be a, I want to be like a, like a, 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 a poached egg, you know? What? Oh, wait, no, they don't have a shell on them. Like a hard-boiled hard egg. Hard-boiled egg. Like I want to be a hard-boiled egg, Like right? a six-minute like, egg. Yeah. You know, like a good, tough shell, but like just a creamy, gooey innard. And it's, I mean, it's. That's e- a bad, that's a bad, we'll scratch that one. Forget that one. This is cute. Um, <laughs> no, but and easy enough for us to say in the first year, right? Like, I'd be, I'm so interested to see how that could be enacted in year five, year that's ten. Exactly like, right. yeah, mine. I think um, it's funny you're talking about being like a pleaser and and like I think I'm a taker, mm. um, not maliciously, but I'm an only child. I was pretty spoiled. Like I grew up with a lot of my material needs met instantly. Like I, I didn't really have to uh, want for material needs. And like my parents were really quick to be there to help me solve my problems or, you know, like uh, resolve an issue or like they always knew how to fix something. I, my parents are both very smart people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I think part of that bred into me being a bit of a, yeah, like a bit of a taker. Sure. You know, it's it's funny. It, it plays out in the, these subtle ways with you and me where I'll just hand you something yeah. to hold on to for me. Yeah. You know, without, without thinking, because I'm just so like, my mom's just right there for me all the time, really tuned in. And so um, I'm really, <laughs> I think for me, this is all to say, like, it's, I don't want to take you for granted and mm. I don't want to take your bids for granted of, Hey, I, do you want me to hold your bag for you? That shouldn't be. And I don't want it to be the expectation because I'm used to being so taken care of. Mm. You take amazing care of me and I want to really value that. And I want to really celebrate that. I don't want to be like, yeah, cause that's what people do for me. Right. Cause I'm Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I think I've in the past sort of 
yeah, maybe taken that for granted or, or just expected things unfairly, mm-hmm. not without giving back. I mean, I think I'm a giver too, but yeah, I really want to not keep just handing you my purse on the street, um, expecting you to carry it for me. I mean, I'd love that. <laughs> I mean, at the same time to you, like I've been slipping on my DDP yoga lately. So it like, it does help, you know, with my like w- getting some kind of cardio in. Oh right? yeah, there but, you go. You know, so it's not is you know silver lining, silver lines to everything. <laughs> I, I I couldn't help thinking like that should have been your Chiron would have been like you know therapist, stand up comedian, only child. Only child. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> That's your action verb. <laughs> and the thing is, every time I ask you, you are so happy to do it. I am. And every once in a while, it's a no, mm-hmm. and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'm. A little crotchety. (laughs) (laughs) Question number five. This is the last question that we've got from Therapy Jeff. Um, So, and this is a fun one. I'm actually really excited to hear hear what your answer for this is. Um, What are you most excited about for our future? And how can we make that a reality? Hmm. I'm really excited at the thought of traveling together. I think that that is something I really look forward to. I think that we are both prone to stick to comfort and we've been doing a really good job at at pushing ourselves outside of that a bit, just in the day to day and how we spend our free time. So I'm really looking forward to uh, sort of traversing a, a different country together and and managing you know we've navigated a few mini crises or life hurdles together in our short time and i i really feel like it's something we'll do well together um and get to have those experiences and really wonder at the world together and i think i think we will make that a reality you know i think you know you're working now i'm working now we're getting ourselves kind of on our feet in that sense that it's definitely within the realm of possibility that we can get out there mm. fuck you literally stole my answer okay well talk about something else i have to think of something else what else is in the future god damn it <laughs> um um what else i don't know i'd like i think for me um if i have to remove europe 2024 off of <laughs> the off the list is that um kind of actually building off of what you talked about about like i'm really excited about seeing where our careers are going you know i think we're both at these really exciting kind of launch pad for 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 both of our our professional careers and i think that um the sky's the limits for the both of us and what's really exciting for me is that you know for the last two years i've been sort of like strong arming it alone you know and and you've really come into my life and been such a like i hesitate to use the word cheerleader but like you know you've been such a support base and you've been such a such a rally point for me and you've been so um engaged in in you know pushing pushing me to do to do better and to 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 expect more of myself Mm. and to want more of myself and so that's you know i've always had those dreams for myself and i've been able to sort of get some of it through you know i've been able to kind of get my writing through and kind of get my podcast through and kind of get stuff but like never to the tier that I've always dreamed of mm. and 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 I've realized it's because I've been doing it alone you know and 
you know, what they, what do they say? They say further alone or no faster alone, further together. Mm. Right. You know, like and so that. that's the thing is that it's like, yeah, I, I started my podcast in a day. I started writing and then, I'm you know, but it's like, but you only can get so far when you're by yourself. And so I think what I'm so excited about is like just feeling genuinely supported by my partner and feeling genuinely um, lovingly pushed by my partner, you know, and, and to be able to do the same for you, you know, I'm just like, I'm in awe of you going out on your own and doing this and making it work, you know? And so it's like, I just want to do everything I can to support that and keep that momentum rolling for you. Right. Oh, I feel the same way about you. Go. Go. <laughs> do we need to do another, like <laughs> another uh, fawn in the forest, fawn in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Too much intimacy for the for the for the audio for the audio experience. Um, that's just shaking your whole body like you are a deer in the forest who's just escaped from danger. <laughs> you just you shake that stress out, and it supposedly feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all the questions from Therapy Jeff. Thank you, Therapy Jeff. Thank Appreciate you, Therapy you. Jeff. Go follow him on TikTok or Instagram. He's fabulous, and he will maybe change your life. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> he might. Hey. Stranger things have happened. So um, that that's it for for like the stuff I prepped. But you said that you have a thing ready that you wanted to surprise me with to cap off the episode. So I think I'm gonna turn things over to you. Oh yeah, it's just a little thing. I because you uh, we were pre planning kind of how to do the episode, and I was thinking um, that this is sort of like a mock couples moment. Um, and when I'm in session with couples. I always end relationship counseling sessions by asking each person to turn to each other and share something that they're appreciating about the other person. Mm. And that's how we close the session. Because even if you have a really tough session, it's always really nice to end end off with a little bit of appreciation. And this wasn't tough at all. This was fun as hell. That's true. That's true. Um, well, what I really appreciate from you right now was you just diving into this. and And you you know listening to my ridiculous request and going okay yeah bring your mic over <laughs> you know and and offering the space and offering the you know the time and the energy that it takes to 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 talk to me <laughs> <laughs> i'm exhausted <laughs> right right i know tell me about it try and be in this head you know but uh, but yeah no i just really appreciate the 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 enthusiasm and the and the willingness to just dive in with me and that that means a lot to me so thank you I appreciate your uh, authenticity of who you are and how I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, no, I just I, I, I think I really appreciate yeah your authenticity and your ability to just jump in and meet me where I'm at and just be there. I I was in a training program earlier today and I was talking about you in one of the sessions that I was doing and they said, Oh, well, what do you like about James? You know, what, what, how does he support you? And I was saying that you're someone that I can always just like follow the impulse with. Like I I don't feel any shame uh, for needing to shake it out or, you know, saying what I need to say, or, you know, we went to indigo books today and I got overwhelmed and (laughs) you just sat with me for a while while I could kind of re-regulate. Um, so yeah, I th- it's just you're so authentic and you're so um, open and non-judgmental, and I can really just follow the impulse and um, yeah, 
I love you. I love you. Thank <laughs> you. My brain, my brain wants to like break the intimacy, break, the, make a joke, make a joke. <laughs> uh, in my in my head, I was like, see, kids, theater school saves lives. Yes, and oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> improv saved lives. You know, but uh, thank you. No, really, that means a lot to me. Just being seen like that really feels feels very good. Good. You deserve it. Whew. Thanks for <laughs> somebody. Somebody thinks so. <laughs> well, um, listen. Uh, l- why don't we wrap that up there? Um, do you have anywhere? Do you want to plug anything? Do you want anybody to find you anywhere? Do no. You wanna, no. You just want to <laughs> don't be, find me. <laughs> how dare you perceive me? <laughs> My, I, yeah, no, I'm not really on social media. Uh, so no, don't find me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, then let's wrap that up there. I love you and thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And that's it. Thank you one more time to Sarah for coming on the show. I just fucking love her. (laughs) So since there's nothing to plug for my guest, I'll just use that room to plug all my stuff. If you haven't yet, please sign up for the Friendless Newsletter. Um, I did promise to be expanding the content, and I do still have intentions on doing that. But for now, you are going to get at least one free update every month on books movies music podcast recommendations all that fun jazz along with writing prompts to try out for yourself and tips on how to be a better friend to yourself and to your community also please check out my pen site link all this is going to be in the show notes i've written a couple guides on how to be a better friend how to be a better editor and how to start a daily writing practice of your own All those guides are up there. They're five bucks each. They're a ton of fun. And I think they're really useful. So please check those out. Last but not least, if you got a couple bucks jingling around in your pockets, why not buy me a coffee? Every dollar I get goes right back into the show to keep it going. And it means the absolute world to me, all the support that I've gotten. And I cannot thank you enough. So if you can, please do think about supporting Friendless. But that's it for me this week. So let's just wrap that up there. I'll be back next week with another brand new chapter from my book and maybe even a new title. Who knows? Maybe I'll get around to that one of these days. But hey, let's not worry about that right now because that is then and this is now. So for now, I'll just say I love you and I wish you well. Fun and safety, sweeties.